My name is Keith Beavers, and wine lovers, this is the second to last episode of season four. What? What's going on, wine lovers from the Vine Pair Podcasting Network? This is the Wine 101 Podcast. My name is Keith Beavers. I happen to be the tastings director of Viper. Today we're talking about W set and the levels involved in this wine education system. I had to bring an expert in. She was amazing. She's my neighbor. Let's get into it. This episode of Wine 101 is sponsored by Puropan. Not only does Puropan make some of the most refreshing wines in the Suave region, but their single vineyard Suave Classico takes it to a whole new level. With its enticing complexity and refreshing depth, it's clear the Puropan family has been producing this wine for over a century. So I don't know where you are on your wine journey. I don't know, I say that all the time, but this one in particular, this episode really kind of like hones in on that journey because at some point, not all of you, but a good amount of you are going to question what's next. Like, Am I enjoying this? This is just wine is what I do. Or or am I going to get a more formal education in wine? But you know what? I don't want to be a sommelier there because I don't want to go on to fine dining. That's not my thing. I want to take wine knowledge and do whatever I want with it. I need that confidence. Well, you listen to Wine 101, so you're pretty good. But I'm not a formal education, wine lovers. I'm just a dude on a mic. So I thought I would bring in an expert who's been through the WSET program all the way through to diploma, Alex Schreckengost. Alex is an entrepreneur who built virtual with us during the pandemic, which was a company team building venture through Zoom to help companies kind of keep their energy up through wine tastings and food pairings and stuff like that. And then this evolved into culture with us and she took that idea and she leveled it up. And I'll let her explain that. She does it a lot better than I would in the interview. But I sat down with her to talk about the different levels of the W set, what brought her to this idea, why she did it, what she got out of it, and what's happening after it so that you guys get a really good example or like a real life snapshot into what the W set can do for you, why you would want to do it, and what you can take with you from it. And it's really cool because when I reached out to her, it turns out we're neighbors. We live in the same neighborhood. So we just had her over to our house, set up all the podcast equipment in our dining room, and we just sat and chat. It was awesome. So without further ado, wine lovers, may I introduce to you Alex Schreckengost of Culture With Us and her experience in the WSET program. Wine from the window. Okay. I love that entrepreneurial spirit. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a bad business. <laughs> All right. So this is just a convo we're having. Cool. Alex Schreckengost. Hello. So we're here to talk about the many different levels of W set. And I brought you on to this episode because I know 
nothing. And I need someone to just walk me through everything. Before we do all that, you're a person who fell in love with wine and started on a wine journey. So why don't we just talk about how you got here? Like, how did you get to the point where you're like, I'm going to do WSET? <laughs> well, I think for me, and first, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, but for me, I started doing public relations for the culinary school, um, F FCI, uh, and we were working directly with Dorothy Hamilton at the time, and they were looking for someone to do kind of background stories on the chefs, the deans, and Dorothy herself, and kind of introducing the landscape of food to a larger consumer group as well, getting more people to come into the school. And there was a wine program, so that was the first introduction for me, and I was like, you know, what what is this? You know, I knew, but my family was a lot more conservative in drinking wine. Um, I would see it at holiday parties, but beyond that, it wasn't at home on the table like it is in my house now. So we really just started to learn a little bit more about wine at this PR agency I was working at, so Night Communications. And then I went over to Magrino and Susan put me on the Antonori account. And I had no idea who the Antonoris were at the time. And I was studying, I was, I had just been out of college a few years and I remember the reason that I wanted to go into the wine industry from a marketing standpoint was I saw Alessia speak at an event casually swirling this red glass of wine in a white suit <laughs> in a room full of men and just being super confident and composed and was telling the story of her family and the history and how her father has handed over a lot of the business responsibilities to collaborate more with her and her sisters. So she was the winemaker and the ambassador. Um, her one sister was kind of CFO and then there was a chief marketing. And so Albiera, Allegra and Alessia were these powerhouse women um, who were part of this historic family that, you know, essentially created the the super Tuscan movement, if you will. And, and, and not essentially their father did. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that's what really got me excited and in the wine industry. And that's why I was intrigued to learn more. And as I started to evolve, I, you know, in my PR career, I went over to Weber Shanwick and I started working with wine regions. I was working with Roberta del Duero and Rueda. And I created this program to bring sommeliers with reporters to provide perspective because the regions wanted lifestyle editors that while they were acquainted with wine, it was very different in how they approached writing about wine than a traditional wine writer, wine spectator, wine enthusiast, sure. wine pair. Um, and even you all in wine pair, you aren't the traditional wine writers, if you will. Right. And so in kind of getting that into the minds of the winemakers in Spain, I was like, why don't you hear the perspectives of the sommeliers on the floor at these cool hip restaurants who are up and coming, who are studying wine? And that's where I started to really want to learn more about wine from there. So it was from the journey of the Antonoris and being excited about it and really diving into that family. And then I have a huge obsession with Italian wines where I've committed to retiring at a winery. Um, right on. <laughs> so where it went from there to getting to the point where I was in the room with some very influential sommeliers from around the country and around the world and these reporters. And I wanted to be able to bridge that gap and speak to wine on both sides of it. And I knew the consumer side and I knew some of the general knowledge, 
but that's why I decided to. And so I had just come back from maternity leave and I told my husband, I was like, guess what? I'm going to start wine school. And he was like, (laughs) what are you doing? And so that's, I started from, you know, level one on and really went on the path and really started to understand what goes into wine, what goes into production, what goes into marketing wine, what importing. And, and that's really how that journey started. The white suit is not lost on me. That's really, really <laughs> odd. Two, two things about that. It's a white suit. And number two, the red wine. But that is just phenomenal. <laughs> um, so when, you, when, you're, when you're at this point and you're like, I need to know more, you have a decision. Do you do the sommelier thing or do you go with what is called W set? Did you ever think about being a sommelier? <laughs> yes and no. So knowing that I was not going to leave marketing and public relations to to be a traditional sommelier and, and work on the floor, but I had co-hosted uh, a lot of the education and, and press trips with Brom Callahan, who's a master sommelier out of Boston. And so he was one of those folks that really answered a lot of questions for me that I was like, you know, how does this work and and what are they talking about there? And really just starting to inform me on that lower level where Mm -hmm. I got a lot more intrigued and I was pitching him a lot as our ambassador at the time. So I was trying to figure out how to incorporate his story, his wine story, what he does and the wineries themselves. Um, And so I, I had explored the court in that sense, but I wasn't working service. I wasn't going to ever work service. And for me, I, I didn't know if it was the right fit of a program for that because I didn't really have a lot of depth and knowledge around their program. And so somebody came up to me and kind of told me that WSET was a lot more targeted to people that worked at importers who were marketing, educators, and winemakers. And I said, oh, well, that might be a better fit for me. Let me dive in. And that's when I went in to research the program and had the chance to meet Mary Gorman, who helped me throughout my diploma process, incredibly so. And I just signed up for the International Wine Center in New York, not knowing, but I was like, you know what? It's an easy commute into New Jersey. I'm I'm just going to go with it. And after the first set of classes, I started to make some friends and I started to really find the knowledge base very interesting, very helpful to me for what I was doing on the PR side. And I said, let's, let's do it. And so past one, past two, and then I went on to level three after taking a short break. And that's really where we dove in significantly. Um, and there was a lot of study and it was a lot of work. So, so what, what does WSET mean? What is the, what is the acronym? So it's a wine spirits education trust. Um, and they're based out of very much or similar to the court, they originally started in, in the UK. And so mm. they're based out of London. They still maintain the headquarters there and there's licenses, you know, all over the U S. And so you can go to a variety of schools wherever you're closely located. Um, and so the really great thing that I liked about this program too, is that I did get the knowledge base for sake as well as spirits. Um, and I did that from, for levels one and two, once I got into three, I focused heavily on wine because it was, a significant amount of study and then going into diploma, I'm, you know, with what I was doing professionally and transitioning out of being in corporate America to an entrepreneur, I don't know that I would have personally been able to handle studying diploma level spirits and wine. So, and I really did become, you know, 
impassioned by and love learned to love wine a lot. And I wanted to know more. Okay. So this is, this is great because I, I getting an insight like a, into this is important, not only for me because I never actually experienced it, but also for the people listening out there. Cause my, the wine one-on-one listener is so into wine. They might be potentially thinking this is what I should do. So yeah. how do you go about entering into this program? Just from the get? From the get, you have to have some interest in it. You know, initially the work is hard. It's a bit of a challenge, but it's not as aggressive as if you get into level three. So once you're in levels one and two, it provides you with a really strong knowledge base. Um, It gives you the context of winemaking and production, the import part of the distribution, um, how to market wine as well. I think they're starting to evolve their program a bit more to evolve to a consumer now because initially I think it was developed specifically to market to trade. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's, I've seen that evolution over the past couple of years. Um, But you really do have to be fully committed. The amount of study once you get into three and then for diploma, you know, you are essentially advised to study about 30 hours a week, whether you can commit that with a full-time job and in my case, a family. Significant. It's, you know, but it is something where you have to have a balance. And I would say if you're really passionate about it and you're considering, at least dive into levels one or two and start to see what the courses are like. And then once you decide if you want to go into three, it is really determining what can I do from a workload perspective and am I fully committed to this and and what does it bring to me? You know, it kind of... For me, it was self-fulfilling. Um, you know, I wanted to do this. I wanted to be able to have that knowledge to speak to it professionally. And I also learned to love it personally too. Um, so you mentioned, when you're talking about it, you mentioned levels one and two almost in tandem with each other. Yeah. Is there something about these two levels that immediately like segue into the next? So it's level one is like, well, you're gonna, you, have, you have to pass level one to get into level two. Not necessarily. So in my case, I did an introductory program, but then I had a sommelier sign that I had the knowledge base to go into level two. So, you know, level one is very, very introductory. It is, you know, you're just exploring, you drink it casually. You don't have a lot of knowledge base around it. You, it'll help you to, with the basics and ins and outs of wine from a pairing standpoint, this is how you pair your food with wine these are certain wines that okay. you might want to explore based on these regions. When you get into level two, they dive in a bit more on the production side of things, technique. Um, they will kind of give a little bit more of a footprint on the laws around Chianti Classico, for okay. example. Appalachians and stuff. Yes. And then once you get into level three, it is a very huge dive into all of those particulars and a much more... Um, aggressive way, you know, it's not in a broad sense, you are linear here and you're going by country. You get introduced to obscure regions as well, obscure in that it's not the traditional right, and right. air quoting on a podcast. <laughs> um, but, you know, you might get an intro to China at that point, um, which right. that chapter is is not as large as, you know, France took me a few months to read versus the, the chapter on China is just really diving in and starting to understand the market, what they're utilizing, where they are learning from. So heavily learning from the wine regions in France, things like that. 
and then that's how three and four kind of segue. It's it's diving into those particulars um, and having not only knowing the wines that are coming out of the regions, what's you know the larger picture of the taste profiles, the nuances, um, the production styles, what the appellations have in place for laws and restrictions for grape varietals, um, and then going into how it's brought into market, what markets are actually wow. resonating with a particular style of wine, you know, what's really popular right now with Albarino and where, um, what people are doing with trends, um, what things saw a fall in the market as well. Um, and then you get into different sections. So in, once you get into level four, you know, I was doing the wine business piece of it, wine marketing. Then you're given um, a narrative essay that you write um, and they give you a few months to kind of work through that, but they let you choose between two topics that you're unaware of until they release them. Wow. There's a sparkling section. There's the fortified section as well. So you're taking a deep dive into ports and sherries and dizzying. Yes. So there's, there's, there's a lot and that's where you have to say, okay, I'm fully committed to this and want to really learn more. Wow. So there's level one and two is like this sort of introductory sort of fundamental base level foundation. And then you get into three and four, which is not only about appellations and everything that comes with that, but mm-hmm. also the market part, which I think is very important. So important. It's so real life and it's so right. I love it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so then you get into four. So now you're, you're getting into marketing trends, current, this and that the economies you're getting into, um, just all that stuff. I mean, the current trends I find very interesting. This is, a, I loved it. That was my like, jam. It's almost <laughs> like, it's like no matter where you are in your life or your journey in wine, whenever you enter into the W set or whatever you get to that particular, uh, section of the schooling or curriculum, it's a snapshot in time. Yes. So people 10 years ago, that got to that point different things were being talked about. Like, you Correct. guys ever heard of Rosé? Yes. And like now everyone's like, Gruner-Veltliner, get into it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And okay. then you have to build a SWOT analysis around those. So they do have us practicing those. And, and it's true, it's something that's ever evolving. So it's a continuous study because we see it now, a lot of how wine used to be marketed doesn't necessarily work today. Right. And how how can you approach that? And in what markets? What markets are growing significantly? If you're looking at trends with people that are more into low alcohol right now, mm-hmm. if they want to talk about sustainability at the moment, mm-hmm. what will that look like in 10 years? So oh, it cool. is a constant evolution and study. Um, and there is stuff for the alumni as well, which I appreciate. There's networking sessions and jam sessions where there's panels and conversations on what people in different markets are seeing too, which I love the global piece and giving that wider perspective. That is what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and the school does a really, really good job in the program of showing that to an extent. You know, I think, um, you know, the the growth of the marketing piece still needs to evolve a bit more, mm-hmm. um, but they're getting there and I like that approach for a school and a program. So you get, there's 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 four levels. Yes. And then the diploma part is after the fourth level or is that the fourth level is your diploma? The fourth level is the diploma. So you go through those sections. So the business, the marketing, the essay, um, and the fortified sparkling, and then you do wines of the world. Um, and that's blind tasting wines. Um, but then you're also given an essay portion where you're quizzed on, 
essentially any wine region in the world, any grape varietal, any law, you have no idea. You study that whole book. Damn. And you kind of can pinpoint things down. Um, You get a a ton of practice exams, but what got me through with with my crew is I set up a study group with a few folks um, who have now become really good friends. But we were sitting there, you know, flashcarding each other and practice essays. It was like, here, you know, do a verbal essay. Here's how you would describe this wine region if you get that. Or, you know, this is how you would describe this law and the complications around it. And it's just really jamming out for hours and hours. Um, I did a little beautiful mind nuttiness where my husband was like, what's happening here? Because <laughs> um, I drew the maps of the regions because I'm a very visual person. And I also need to write everything out. And then mm-hmm. like like you. you and I were discussing. <laughs> so once I write it out and then I reread it again mm-hmm. and I go through that process. So there were lots of maps up around walls for a while and a table in the middle of my living room with wine samples um, and sherry where I th- the kids would like walk around and they'd just walk around the table and they're like, what is this? I'm like, it's mommy's study stuff. It's like the, the wine <laughs> version of a true crime murder board. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Leading up to wines of the world at the very least, I would people would walk in and be like, why is there a a table in the middle of your living room with a bunch of wine on it. And I was like, like oh, that's the, yeah. that's a tasting table. You, you can come over here and sit at the dining room. Trust the process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you graduate. Yes. Um, and one second, this is where one of my, this is when the cats do cameos. So this is, I'll I take do them. love you. I know. Let me but take I'm them. allergic to you, bud. It's okay. You can smell me. I smell like bacon. I think. Well, that's <laughs> I always smell like bacon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a house favorite. Yes. Um, so so you, you graduate. Yes. You get your diploma. Yes, in London. In London. So yes. you, oh, that's how it works. Yes. So uh, you can choose to join virtually. Um, they do have a virtual version, but it was hybrid. And I felt after that commitment, I should go to London. So cool. my, I took my kids and my husband, the kids weren't allowed in the official graduation. It is wine after all, but right. they were outside taking pictures. Not 18 yet. Yeah. I mean, they're nine, but they had a really cool Harry Potter tour while I was nice. going, while they were doing the name calls. So, um, but we went to London and you were given a diploma and Jancis Robinson and the, and the W set actually no. did an honor of, um, I received uh, outstanding alumni, which was That's awesome. incredible but also had me giving a speech in public in front of a bunch of people. And I'm an introvert extrovert. So, right. Right. But it was amazing and fun and such a great way to celebrate after all of the studying and friendships. And I'm, yeah, it was an exciting time. So you met Jancis Robinson? No, I got to meet her director though. She was traveling. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. I've never met her. She's very cool. I was able to interview her and that was like a, bucket list moment for me, but we've never actually shook hand, shaking hands. I want to shake her hand. I know. I wanted to shake her hand too. I had this whole like one liner and then her director was <laughs> like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, I'm very excited to meet you though too. <laughs> and I want to shake your hand and thank you for this. Um, so we're, it was a definitely a proud moment. I have my, uh, my award over my desk cause awesome. it was like a, a moment at the end of like, okay. Yeah. So you went through all that and that wasn't, that was, sounds very fun and intense at the same time. <laughs> like wine is so great and amazing, but then you have to like flash car. I've actually experienced, I had, you know, I had a, at my wine shop, I had like these leather chairs Okay, and I would have people in W set come 
can I just sit here and do flashcards? I'm like, sure. Can you sit with me with flashcards? I'm like, sure. It's just like really impressive. So here you are. Yes. You have all this knowledge, market, world, everything. You went through all this. What kind of, how, what were you feeling at that point? Like, was the world your oyster? I want to do, what do you want to do with all this stuff? Cry. Okay, first you cry. That was the initial. <laughs> and then I wanted to go eat sushi and drink lots of wine. So Perfect. we did that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Deserved. So, exactly. Um, I think for me, it was a sense of personal accomplishment. And as I continued to evolve my company, I started... Um, you know, virtual experiences and tasting boxes for What's global that? corporations. What does that mean? So we do tasting boxes for Google and Amazon and Johnson and Johnson. And we send them, you know, through our distributor partners, retail partners across the country, but also all over the world. Mm -hmm. We send them three bottles of wine from three different places to explore or they get beer, cider. Um, we do mixology and then cooking classes, um, all the, all the good stuff, any That's food awesome. and beverage. We have coffee, you know, you name it. Wow. And so for me, it was a really great opportunity to open doors to new wineries that I haven't had a chance to explore, um, to be able to share that information with these corporations who on the one side are, are driving, you know, appreciation and culture and DEI. So it's celebrating the differences of the winemakers and showing that during, you know, cultural awareness moments. Very cool. But on the other side, we help sales orgs with that human connection that they need. You can't be everywhere. You know, mm -hmm. your your company can't fly you somewhere for a day back and then fly you again mm -hmm. to do business. And there's a lot of business to be done globally. And so this allows the opportunity to sit down and enjoy a glass of wine with somebody in Singapore and closing a deal for your company. That's and awesome. um, it, so, it really lets us introduce these wine brands to And them. you were doing this before? You entered WSET? This was happening while you were studying? It So I actually, while I was studying at the beginning of Diploma, was still at Wilson Daniels as their head of communications and digital. And uh, July of 2020, I resigned and left officially in October. And I had launched um, Culture With Us and Virtual With Us at that time and just kind of hit the ground running. And there was a huge market and fluctuation and craziness and dealing with the startup. And we've been able to, one, sustain incredibly, but then also build out these programs that were much larger than what was happening then and what's happening now. But it was a str it's been a struggle for global corporations forever. You know, mm -hmm. since the 90s, when you hire people overseas, and you don't have any team camaraderie, or if you have people doing business and they're in New York and then the UK, it was, you know, weird, I think, prior to socialize virtually. And then you don't have those meetings. Mm -hmm. And it was, how can we do more business and be able to have more human connection? Mm -hmm. You could be at a conference and go to a dinner and then have a virtual meeting and be able to have three impactful revenue driving things for sales works. Or you can bring teams together that perhaps don't have the chance to chat because they're all over the place and let them bond with a job that they're all doing together collaboratively and but they can't sit next to each other physically all of the time. Right, so right. it's been cool. Um, and the companies that we work with have been amazing and open to learning more about wine too. So it's been cool to introduce the knowledge base from the W set. So that's what was my next question is like, do you feel where you are right now and your success and what you're accomplishing? The W set was a very 
crucial part of this? I wouldn't say it was very crucial in the traditional sense of what you're asking. You know, did I need it to be able to share wine that I love and enjoy to these companies? Not necessarily, no. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I wanted to have the the knowledge base because, you know, when it when I started the program, I was doing a lot of writing about wine and I didn't have a, a restaurant. I didn't have a wine shop. I was always in public relations and there's a lot to be said for just sitting down and learning what you have to write about, whether it's experience driven or, or through a book. And for me, I needed the book to do that because I wasn't the traditional wine industry person mm-hmm. ever in that I, you know, I didn't work on the floor. I wasn't in the wine shop every day. Um, and I wanted that for myself. I wanted to be able to say, okay, I, I have this knowledge. I know what I'm talking about and now let's bring it global and let's bring it outside of the wine industry too. You know, I don't consider myself as part of the wine industry um, anymore. You know, before I was at an importer, now we're working with so many different companies across so many different industries. It's more about, you know, bringing people together at a table and letting everyone have a seat at the table. And and it's more lifestyle driven Mm -hmm. and, you know, I would consider myself being the future of work industry if that's a thing. I don't know. We can create but it. But I'm just going to kind of run with it. It's yours now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the future look like? Um, there's going to be a lot more wine. Um, I have been approached by a couple of folks that I was uh, in the program with to do the MW program, but I am a solopreneur. So I am going to focus on my business uh, and its growth. It was really crazy and weird to see how the markets has have shifted and the amount of new customers we're getting now and the way we've been able to evolve our business model from being just transactional to creating long-term partnerships all over the globe that want to drink wine um, and beer and cider and so on. Sure. So I want to really focus on the strategy around that and continue the growth before I do that. I think you know, as my kids get older and what if the company continues to grow, hopefully knock on wood, but it has been, um, I may dive into the MW program because I'm crazy. Um, and it's a lot of study I'm sure, but it might be something that I want to do in the future for myself. But right now the future is culture and culture with us. That's perfect. Yeah. And you still you still keep in touch with people yes. that you went to school with. You said you yes. have your, your friends and they're just like long, they come to the fire pit. They come to the fire pit sometimes. Um, I'm actually doing a champagne dinner with one of my good friends from the study group. Um, awesome. We all try and get together, I would say once or twice a year. Uh, and then everyone sees each other at industry events, which is good. You have the, like, the big hugs and we right. all drink until one o'clock. Right. So, like, there's those moments you can see it. And then, then it's like those are the, <laughs> the intermittent moments yeah. of hanging out then exactly. the, for the real hangout. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> I know that feeling. But that's been the big biggest thing for me too was the relationships that came out of that. Um, that program, you are all in it together. Mm-hmm. And I started to see so much collaboration and even people that are thinking about the program, like this conversation, I've had them reach out to me and say, hey, I have questions. What was the studying like? You know, Should I do this program? And I've been like, sure, like, let's talk about it. Let's go over study. I'm happy to study with you. You know, these are the people I studied with. If you want to reach out to them, um, that were, you know, whether they were MWs or or master Mm -hmm. psalms, 
Um, I sent a bunch of my flashcards to one of my friends no who lives way. in Chicago. She That's was like, so I cool. got all your flashcards. That's like, amazing. Like, Have fun wow. with them. They were either going in the fire pit as a celebratory thing, right. but I wanted to pay it forward. And so <laughs> when she reached out, I was like, okay, you're going to get a big obnoxious wow. FedEx box. That's amazing. <laughs> with, like scribble. <laughs> that is paying it forward for real. That's really amazing. <laughs> wow. Well, do you have any final thoughts? This is, I mean, I think we have a, you really, thank you so much for the, for coming on and, you know, opening my mind to this. I had no idea the involvement of this program. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, if I didn't ever did the restaurant and the wine shop, I probably would have been going down this path. Absolutely. But restaurants take a lot of time yes. out of your life. Lots of hours. And then you open a wine shop. Why <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my final thoughts is if you really, really, you know, enjoy studying and reading and, you know, for me, I just love knowledge. I would go for it. The support system, I would say, was incredible. And that can never be taken away from the WSEP program. You know, when I needed someone to just sit and study with or a mentor, um, they were very quick to introduce me to people that have gone through the program and they were like, what's your struggle? Um, I struggled a lot with fortifieds. I'm allergic to nuts. And they would be like, do you smell those almonds? No, it smells like Windex to me. <laughs> um, and so that was that was an, a great example right there of like, I really struggled and they stepped up and they were like, here, this is how we're going to help you. And if you smell Windex, it's an almond. And we went through nice. and we like kind of went through all the notes and what I was getting from them. And they patiently sat with me on like Saturdays and Sundays on their weekend okay. to help me study. And I think that is speaks to the hospitality industry overall because you're hospitable. Right. But I think the the warmth there and the genuine thought around like, we want Alex to succeed. We're going to sit here Saturday at 10 p.m. and we're going to go through this over and over until she's got it. It's amazing. Helpful. It's like people that love wine so much <laughs> yeah. that they want the people that they like in to, the wine. To, to like, I want you to know this too. <laughs> they're like, we want you to get there. I'll and be I was there like, at 10 PM. Yep. Oh, and there were like, I was like, I'm so tired. She's like, it's okay. Just keep going. And wow. that, that I really loved. So, um, if anyone has any qualms about it, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to chat with you on Instagram. I'm Alex Shrek. So yeah, how do we find you? Yeah, just Alex Shrek um, on IG. And if you have any questions about the program, I'm happy to answer. And if I don't know how to answer, I have a lot of great, wonderful friends that can answer that question. And they can find your website and everything through the bio and through Instagram. Yes, and you can also go to culturewithus.com. Okay, Alex, thank you so much for enlightening us, shining <laughs> a light on the W set for the people out there who are thinking about it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen... Alex Schreckengoss, what a great snapshot into the W set and how it can work into your life, into your career, what that means for you. You get to decide. It's awesome. There's so it's so nice that there's a formal wine education program out there on this level for people that just want to get into it in their own way. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I know this one was a little bit longer. But man, was it worth it. I'll talk to you guys next week.
Vine Pear Keith is my Insta. Rate and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. It really helps get the word out there. And now for some totally awesome credits. Wine 101 was produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Keith Beavers, at the Vine Pear headquarters in New York City. I want to give a big old shout out to co-founders Adam Teeter and Josh Mallon for creating Vine Pear. And I mean, big shout out to Danielle Grinberg, the art director of Vine Pear, for creating the most awesome logo for this podcast. Also, Darby Seaside for the theme song. Listen to this. And I want to thank the entire Vine Pear staff for helping me learn something new every day. See you next week. EMJ Gallo Winery is excited to sponsor this episode of Vine Pairs Wine 101. Gallo always welcomes new friends to wine with an amazing wide spectrum of favorites ranging from everyday to luxury and sparkling wine. Gallo also makes award-winning spirits, but this is a wine podcast. Whether you are new to wine or an aficionado, Gallo welcomes you to wine. Visit thebarrelroom.com today to find your next favorite, where shipping is available.